New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. Rev Briz over here. I Rev Z right here. Rev Bill over here. Rev Bill's daughter, Tori, over here. <laughs> and I'm just questioning your judgment about having us back on again, but let's let's move on. <laughs> I think it is fabulous judgment. Folks, if you're just joining us for the very first time, this is Ministers Talking Shit. It happens on Friday morning, 7 a.m. Mountain Time here on the New Thought Media Network. And uh, yes, we have had Reverend Bill. You're getting to be almost a regular here. Uh, or at least semi-irregular, I'm not sure which. Uh, and then Bill made the great decision to start dragging his daughter Tori along uh, when we invite them on. And we had so much fun and so many laughs last time uh, that uh, when they said they'd be willing to come back on and do our year-end wrap-up show, well, we thought it would be a great idea. So we're very happy you're both with us. Welcome back to Ministers Talking Shit. Uh, how's life in Philadelphia, I guess? We'll start there. Well, the, the thing about judgment, we can get past that. But life in Philadelphia is uh, it's warmer than expected, uh, it being uh, wintertime. And, uh, um, and, you know, it's the, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's when people think that um, there's nothing to do. <clears throat> I'm taking advantage of the fact that I can go to the gym without the crowds for one last week because all the amateurs show up next week, you know, that, that six-week period from New Year's to Valentine's Day when all the people <laughs> go through their New Year's resolutions and decide, nah, I'm just going to spend the next year being fat again. <laughs> How about for you, Tori, a mile down yeah. that line? Right. Well, yeah, the liminal space of this end of the year has been particularly fascinating for me um as i've been self-employed and so no one's giving me permission to feel like things are a little weird but they just continue to feel a little off and in between um and that has me thinking a lot about you know the gregorian calendar and how arbitrary the way that we mark time is and how when like, why does this new year feel more palpably significant than like Rosh Hashanah? And so, yeah, that's where I am. Just some thoughts in the suburbs, you know, turning. You did, so you name checked the Gregorian calendar? I had to look it up, but yeah. Okay, I love that. And, and for me, it's always been the, the paradox that, um, you know, we count years in AD. 
Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, so the, the years since the birth of Christ. But that was a week ago. So like, mm. what, what happened? Leap, leap year? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so between Christmas and New Year's, we can write a check that just says one in the date? <laughs> I was looking it up actually like, okay, so got down this kind of calendar rabbit hole and there was uh, some professor who proposed an alternative. They were like, this is going to make it all make sense. It'll be so much more sane. And they still ended up with a, a free week. And originally he called it like the doctor whatever week. And then when he uh, did his redux to try to roll it out again, he literally just called it the free week. Hmm. How can we not just account for how much time there actually is? I don't know why there needs And then you carry well, the one and then like, why? And you one, thing it shows, one thing it shows is time as we recollect is arbitrary it's not real it's uh it's a construct that we've made up to make things convenient or fit within a certain box and so you know as i look at the new year i look at it in in terms of uh how how do i how do i intend to spend the time and whatever that means that i'm left with uh and forget about all the numbers and sunsets and rises uh because it's arbitrary well, the sun rises and sets is not arbitrary, but the way we account for it is pretty arbitrary. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to jump on the sun setting here uh, because it would appear, you guys all know one of my favorite topics, it would appear the sun is setting on Lauren Boebert's term as a congressperson from Colorado's 3rd District. Unfortunately, the sun might be rising on her term as a congressperson from Colorado's 4th District. Uh, in stunning news this week, Representative Lauren Boebert jumped ship and told her constituents in the 3rd District, basically, screw you guys, I'm going to the other side of the state uh, where, I, where I'm probably uh, guaranteed a win a little more easily than on the western side of the state. And... Uh, I, I, I will be honest, I really enjoy making fun of Lauren Boebert. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she represents the values of Colorado well, I mean, to be one. Think but. about the, the, the ability. Well, when you think about the ability for her to just move and then re rerun, that's a problem. Right? Uh, because yeah. she doesn't even know the people in the 4th District. She doesn't know the issues of the 4th District. She doesn't you know, have them at her best interests when she goes to advocate for them. Yet, there's a law, a loophole in the law that says, yeah, just move over there and then you can run again. Seems, seems pretty, seems pretty uh, uh, weird. I'll just use a great word, weird to me, that, that from a political standpoint, for someone who's supposed to be having the people's concern, you're going to go into an area where you have no recollection no people that you can represent in theory i agree with you but if 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 there was one thing i could change that law in colorado wouldn't be the one mm. i mean is it on the list yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, also yeah, here, other ones. also here in colorado um in an interesting move. So yesterday, everybody is celebrating that Maine uh, announced they would 
not put Donald Trump on the primary ballot uh, due to his involvement, uh, allegedly, we'll just say to be careful, uh, in the insurrection. I, I don't think any of us believe in the allegedly part of that statement, but I said it anyway. Uh, following Colorado, however, yesterday, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold also said that unless the U.S. Supreme Court upholds the Colorado State Court, the Colorado Supreme Court decision, she would be forced to put his name on the ballot. And that all has to happen within the next six days uh, by January 4th, or she would be forced to put his name on the ballot. But this one I get a little lost in. Now, the Republican Party did uh, did appeal the Colorado, Colorado, the Colorado Supreme Court decision. But the U.S. Supreme Court hasn't even said whether they'd take up the case or not. Right. So it sounds like bureaucratic uh, pacing gets to be the out on this one. They don't even have to hear it. They just have to not decide whether they're going to hear it. And she gets to do what she wants. Kind of brilliant. Mm. Horrible, but brilliant. Horrible, but brilliant. <laughs> Horrible, but brilliant. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a lot of moving parts in here. The the the, the one that's the most um, interesting. I'll use the word interesting. The Chinese have a curse. May you live in interesting times. The most interesting of them is that Donald Trump says that um, uh, he was acquitted by the Senate, so uh, he's immune from all the prosecutions that are going on. And Mitch McConnell, you know, from the impeachment, the, the second impeachment. And um, Mitch McConnell, before the vote on the second impeachment, said, this isn't a political question. This is something that should be taken up by the courts. This is a criminal matter. So <laughs> I love the hypocrisy. So let's decide one way now and decide a different way later and pretend that what we said earlier doesn't, doesn't matter. Well, it's getting to be almost that none of this matters uh, 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 in the way they keep, you know, who moved the cheese. It's, it's kind of like who moved the cheese thing. It's like, uh, I can't keep up anymore. So, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I effectively think about the issue, vote on the issue, argue the issue, because it's never in the place where it's supposed to be or where they said it would be. I mean, you know, we got two states, so I guess, Maine, which also just took him off the ballot, will have to go through the same thing and say, okay, if they don't, so we have to have it by the fourth. I guess they have to have it by the tenth, maybe. I don't know. I don't. The, the session is not even started for the Supreme Court. It won't. It doesn't even start on the fourth yet, does it? I don't know when the session starts. Um, what the story I read is indicating is that here in Colorado, we have to print those ballots by a certain point so that the um, and this is all the primary. This isn't the general election, but we have to print the primary ballots by a certain point so they can get to military and overseas citizens in time for them to be able to cast their vote and get it back to the state in time and yada, 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 and all this. So we're back to Tori's thing. Um, can we just go beyond time at this point? <laughs> Can we just say that, no, the man's not qualified. And I like Bill's idea from earlier. 
In the pre-show, <laughs> Bill, Bill brought up a great reason why Trump is just completely uh, unelig- ineligible, irreverent, uh, is not available for this election. Bill, share with, with everybody what you were saying. Uh, he did. He won the election in 2016 by the largest landslide in the Electoral College ever, according to him at the time. And he has been insisting since November of 2020 that he won the 2020 election and it was illegally stolen from him. And it says very clearly in the Constitution that you can only be elected president twice. So he says himself that he's already been elected president twice, which makes him ineligible at this point. And yeah, there's the possibility that something happened that he wasn't able to hold on to power, but that's more about incompetence if he actually thinks that he won it <laughs> than it is about what the Constitution says. And, he, and by the way, if he hasn't been showing up for the work for the last three years, then maybe he owes everybody an explanation. In the classic line from Blazing Saddles, yeah. quit napping on the job. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, and and then we move from Mr. Trump to his next, well, I guess he's next in line in terms of, of, of polling. Uh, the right former governor of South Carolina and I guess former ambassador Nikki Haley needs to go back to history class because she can't determine what the civil rights, I mean, the Civil War was about. Um, Maybe we should put her on that ballot to to not be on the thing as well. I mean, how can she <laughs> run the country? She doesn't even know the history. <laughs> she did claim in, in New Hampshire to, to a rather well-crafted question. I don't know if you actually saw the interchange or the person asked her the question, what was the Civil War about? And she tried to turn around, well, what do you think the Civil War is about? He says, I'd like to hear what you think the Civil War was about. She goes, about. I'm not yeah. running for president. <laughs> You are. <laughs> yeah, she said it was about uh, um, states' rights and yeah. government overreach. Yeah. Which, once again, horrible but brilliant, right? Because to the people she's trying to dog whistle to, that's exactly the right answer. And to everyone who, everyone else in the world, we go, eh. Eh. but we didn't like her anyway, so she didn't lose anything. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. We didn't like her anyway. uh, But those that do know that she's talking about freedom for people to own slaves. That's what I read in, in in all these statements is she's very clear. It is a state's right to determine who can who who is free and who isn't free. And and, um, it, it seems like at least one half of our political system is stuck in the mud and the other half has got the car in reverse, just throwing mud all over everybody in front of the car, as it were. Uh, it's, it, it's, we're, we're attempting to go backwards uh, to, to create something that truly actually never even existed. Delusional. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's delusional uh, marginally because, you know, when the civil rights, I mean, the civil war, I keep saying civil rights, probably because we were trying to get some through the civil war, I guess. But, uh, you know, slaves weren't even considered human or barely one fifth of a human or one third of a human. So they they didn't figure into that equation at all. So 
whoever was being, uh, uh, you know, march, whoever was being asked to take part of this new freedom was not the slaves. So they, how could they count? I guess is what she's saying. How 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 could they matter because they don't even exist? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not convinced we're going to take that giant step backward, but the thought that we're not even talking about it, I think is, um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. giant step backward. When you look at the prison industrial con complex and all the people who are disenfranchised, so they can't vote, so they don't count as people in that regard, mm -hmm. where their labor is exploited and they're getting, the states are able to cash in on the same uh cheap labor exploited labor it, i mean how far have we really come yeah yeah good point yeah, and interesting point yeah yeah let's stop talking about politics and talk about sex <laughs> okay <laughs> i was astounded the uh chancellor at uh, one of the universities uh in wisconsin in the university of wisconsin system uh he and his wife uh, who is an assistant chancellor uh were fired by the university because they've taken to publishing porn videos proudly publishing porn videos and the the conversation is well it's a first amendment right this the the, the university firmly stands in you know the freedom of speech I was like, really? You're the chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm, that like that defense precludes the fact that the university has a freedom of speech. Well, yeah, and that they that they have designated this particular person for years and years and years as their chief spokesperson and the 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 like the bowsprit on the ship, this is where we're headed. It's like, that's not exactly the message that the university, I think, wants to be sending. And I think that's what they said. Wow. I'm speechless, just, I'll just, I'll just stay right there on, I'm speechless, that, that the chancellor of a university system in the state of Wisconsin thinks that they can publish porn as, and still keep their job. I mean, I, I mean, I don't get that. I mean, how, how did he ever get elected <laughs> to be the chancellor? <laughs> Here's a quote from him from the story. We have that show, Sexy Healthy Cooking, where we interview performers and really humanize them in ways that you wouldn't get in their other work, he said. It's an interesting process, and the people that we work with are completely professional and very great to work with. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a way that I don't want to know about them, but yeah. <laughs> this, this like notion that these conservatives in Wisconsin are like discovering that porn is a professional industry, like it has been for a while. I'm like, there have been enough teachers fired for having an OnlyFans just because they can't pay their bills that like there was precedent on how this was probably going to go. Personally, like, I don't really care. I do think if you teach children, maybe keep your junk to yourself. But, like, <laughs> they made the choice to, again, put their faces in this. It would be really easy to just crop. Like, how many people are going to recognize you just from the waist down? Hopefully not as many as would recognize your face. I just don't get, like, why this was the fight that they wanted to pick. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It just is so strange to me. And all of this like Republican uh, sexual like deviancy, misconduct, wild behavior um, is just so confusing to me because they're so aggressive about restricting everybody else's sexual expression. <laughs> like two boys kissing. Absolutely not to the gallows, but like. Yeah, your weird sex cooking show is should be fine. <laughs> Also, Lauren Boebert could go on that show. <laughs> no, her and her husband are divorced. Sorry. <laughs> well, if she's divorced, then. But, then it would be a threesome. Then it'd be a different story. Yeah. That, well, they already had that down in Florida. So uh, that, that was Florida. They had that. And, and uh, so that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother state of conservatives that that have the audacity to call everybody else lewd but they can do it and justify it under some freedom of speech it it it, it boggles the mind yep. what was the I'm comment wondering... you were talking about tori about the moms for freedom oh yeah that the <laughs> yeah. the founder of moms for freedom got um called out for having a threesome and she was up for being ousted and one amazing activist was speaking at the school board meeting was like listen Bridget like as we've been saying constantly we don't want we don't think that like what goes on in your bedroom should have any effect on anything with that said we want you removed because you're terrible at your job like let's be clear (laughs) we're here because of that situation but like you are terrible and that's why we want you out which I liked and that's my question for the chancellor and his wife is how is their initiative doing is it but is the only fans degree program moving forward or not is the how to make a living outside of your clothing program moving forward or not because if you're going to do these things you got to make them worth it right you got to as bill said what else can we monetize <laughs> well they will they will probably be uh working hard at that now because they won't be uh, at the university anymore and i would imagine that no one else is going to hire them at least in the short term uh so hopefully they stacked a whole lot of paper while they were doing whatever they were doing you couldn't buy advertising in the new york times for what they were given there, it, there's an entire headline about them. Forget like ad space. They, they had their pictures. Like I'm kind of curious now. Can you imagine somebody who might actually be like a customer? There, I think they'll be fine. Unfortunately, they said they never mentioned the university in uh, or their jobs in the videos, and several of them have racked up hundreds of thousands of views. And the chancellor is also a tenured professor, so there's that. Oh, good. Another reason we can get rid of tenured professors. Or that the, the guy has to step down as chancellor but continues to teach. With all of this free advertising for his porn channel. <laughs> he ends up just uh, teaching First Amendment classes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, One of the articles I saw here also on this is... Uh, Mr. Rothman, I think he, he's the head of the university. We expect our chancellors as the leaders of this great institution to be role models for our students, staff, and faculty, as well as for the communities we are pl- privileged to serve. 
I'm not sure how you afford college these days if you don't have an OnlyFans. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe the guy's doing the right the right thing here. Maybe he's you know teaching the youth of America this is the way to get forward. That's get right. Ahead. I got student loans. I'm screwed. Let's monetize that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we're going to go back to the times of Caligula here real soon. Uh, and and the, at that point, all bets will be off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all bets would be off. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, folks, we make light of these stories, but we want to bring these things forward so that we all have a chance to look at what is really happening in our society and make a decision of how we want to be part of the solution. Yeah. We, we could laugh at politicians all day long. We can make fun of politicians all day long, but at a certain point, every one of us has some responsibility for what's happening here in, in our world. Every one of us has some responsibility to stand up and say, Hey, that's not going to, that's not how this works. And if you're, if you have a student, where was this university of Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin student. university of Wisconsin. I, if you have a student at the university of Wisconsin, I would trust you're making phone calls this past week. And if, if this were to happen, I have a student, a student at, at CU Boulder. If this were to happen with Co if you know Coach Prime came out as a porn star, we'd be marching in the streets of Boulder, saying, you know, what's going on here, and because um, he obviously isn't winning at football, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another story we won't talk about. Uh, why? We why would you be marching though? Because I'm just just thinking about like. Personally, I would be marching if I found out that somebody in power was, I don't know, going to Africa and killing rare giant animals just because that sounds really fun to them. Like the violence horrifies me so much more than the sex. And I think that's a very American thing to have it flipped. So like, what is it about the porn that makes them ineligible to do their job? I think it goes back to the whole Puritan idea that this country was founded on uh, at some level. Um, and so the thought of being in a corset and all of that, that to now wearing nothing and cooking um, it, it is, is a, just a shock to the system. And, you know, they can't, they can't reason with the natural sexuality of this planet from the bugs to the humans and how it should be uh ingrained in society at a healthy way once you make it a a, a prohibited thing it becomes like anything you tell the kid don't go in the refrigerator and touch that every kid goes in the refrigerator and touch that <laughs> and now now it's over the top and they don't know what to do with it mm. So we're back to the don't cook bacon naked piece. Oh, I just like I'm imagining the sizzles, the grease sizzles. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, you want to spatula you know, a really but, long handle for that. Well, and for me, it, for me, I just want to answer Tori's question there real quick. For me, it's part of if we are creating a world that works better for everybody. It doesn't work for me for my kids 
to have the leader of their school where I'm probably paying a lot more than I need to, or my kids are taking out a lot much, a lot bigger loans than really necessary to be leading from a place, not of impurity, but a place that's out of alignment with the ethics of the institution. Mm, okay. As yeah. ministers of new thought, as organizations, we sign, we make agreements to a, an ethical body to an ethical agreement with our fellow ministers that say these are the things we will uphold as sacred these are the things that we and to me a chancellor of a university should be upholding education first and foremost if you're doing this as your kink do it but don't publicize it again i don't care what you do how you cook bacon But you don't have to throw it in my face and you don't have to throw it in my kid's face if we're paying a lot of money for you to be the leader of their education. Mm. Enough kids learn how to get laid at college. They don't need the chancellor (laughs) out there leading the charge of, hey, folks, this is how you do it. Yeah, Yeah. to me, it's a a matter of a distraction because that's not what the chancellor is there to be doing and in being in a leadership position. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and you're making me think about pork products and I'm not going to do that either. And, and, it, <laughs> and, I, and I see a difference between the high school teacher that's on OnlyFans trying to make ends meet mm-hmm. and a college chancellor who I would hope has negotiated more than a living wage. I see a difference there. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, uh, and I'm not here to, again. I'm not here to shame them in what they do. If you want to cook bacon with porn stars, go for it. But don't put it in my kid's face. Don't put it in my face when your job is to represent a higher education. Yeah. And part of the challenge is, I think, uh, this is another way to begin to erode what is uh, communal, what is society building, what is uh, um, looked at as 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 the 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 boundaries that we have to have to keep a civil society, and they're slowly being eroded. You, I mean, if we just look at the 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 insurrection piece, the 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 school boards taking history out of the out of the classroom the chancellor being able to do these kinds of things it's it it begins to move to lawlessness at some point because whatever the rules are they don't matter and you can do whatever you want and then justify it and so effectively we begin to move into chaos if we can't get some kind of corral around it i think it, it which 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 would be horrible fair thank you guys mm, yeah thank you yeah sorry if we haven't said it directly we do really enjoy having you on the program yeah yeah <laughs> thanks we talked about that last time after you were gone we talked about yes. your and how much we loved having you on the program so. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted. Tori actually does homework for this show. She, she sent along a couple of things um, uh, yesterday that she'd been looking at, including one of which is it's the last week of the year. So everybody's doing a 2023 year in review. And what was it that you found about the CNN's top 100 stories? 
Ah, uh, yes. So of the top hundred stories, two of them were about uh, Jeremy Renner, the actor, getting in that horrific snowplow accident and his like subsequent recovery. And for comparison, I don't think Gaza was in the top ten. <laughs> so it was just really strange to kind of look at that and look at the entire list and be like, oh, okay, one hurricane managed to get get onto the list but like almost nothing was on twice and the fact that it was something so irrelevant like outside of this person's tiny immediate sphere of influence it's just some handsome rich guy we've heard of that we get to go oh man he had a bad day (laughs) my life might be all right And, and it's just a strange thing that like cnn People yes. who are going to CNN are uh, clicking first on that. It just it says a lot to me about kind of the human psyche and what we're uh, like actually drawn to. And to your point about how are we creating a world that we want to live in, I would say that that mm-hmm. is indicative that like mm-hmm. we are not necessarily moving uh, with full intentionality at all times. <laughs> we're we're constantly looking to be entertained we don't want to deal with the seriousness of life we don't want to deal with the with the things that that matter and affect large groups of people we want to be entertained and have our own little circles and you know take pictures of our food and 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 call it good Mm mm-hmm it's easier to cook bacon than it is to talk about why college education is so damn expensive. Mm-hmm. There you go. It, when I was, yeah, when I was working in local broadcasting years and years and years ago, um, our news director, uh, who'd been in the biz for a while and continues to be, um, made the observation uh, for local news. He says, "If it bleeds, it leads," mm. <laughs> which is Sorry. true. And then, and then he pointed out something that I couldn't forget: is that one of the local TV stations the nightly news every night they would do the billboard they say we got this story and we got this story we got this story but first a fire every night it was about a house fire (laughs) (laughs) that was that was their formula because oh my god it's a house fire and you know to tori's point wow they had a bad day my day is much better in uh in comparison Mm -hmm. and i i oh god sorry what were you gonna say Uh, just the 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 new thought perspective is um, you can pick up a, a, a recent self-help book and it says in challenging times like these and then goes on to what you get. And you can get one from 50 years ago, another one from 100 years ago, and it starts exactly the same way. In challenging times like these, you know, the, the, the 80s were not easy and the 60s were not easy. And um, there was a couple of things that happened in the late 30s that were not really comfortable. And there's like some depression things that weren't that great. So you can find either historical events or just tension between different groups of people and say that anytime. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so what which, we get to which, do which is... Which speaks to the point... No, go ahead, Bill. Finish. Go ahead, Z, because I think we're heading in the same direction. It's like we get to look at that stuff, and instead of wallowing in it, choose what we want to have instead. You know, there's and there's some stuff that we can do actively. Like, no, not on my planet. 
that's not the kind of that's not the kind of world I want to live in. So I'm going to do something active for that. And and most importantly, from the new thought perspective, is to set the intention for that not to be the world that we're going to live in. You know, I'm not going to vote for Lauren Boebert because I'm, you know, even if I turn over the the the, the, the right uh, uh, find the P under the the, the nutshell, um, I can't vote in Colorado. But I can continue to say that that's not the sort of person that I want to have in Congress. I can say that George Santos is not the sort of person I want to have in Congress. And it, it was, I didn't do anything actively to get George Santos out, but that was my intention, to elevate the conversation just a little bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be able to see possibility mm-hmm. and light and love just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and something that I want to yeah. say about that is that it's really easy with that kind of line of thinking to be like, oh, well, I just want to kind of create my own mental oasis where I'm, it's all love and light and like, it's all nice in here and I'm going to shield myself from the negativity. And that's exactly what we're talking about, that we don't have this emotional window of tolerance that we need to go through hard things or listen to something long that's not necessarily entertaining. And actually on social media the other day, someone posted something that wrecked me. And I'm going to read this to you. So contrary to popular mental health advice, most of you don't need more rest. Most of you need to discharge survival stress, build capacity, develop more distress tolerance, and engage in truly restorative practices. I was like, ow. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, I was going to say that, you know, the, the point that Bill just made uh is is spot on and and one of the cornerstones of of our teachings is we have to begin to live whole lives holistic lives complete lives figure out a word that works for you to understand there's there's never been a one-sided coin there's always two sides of a coin you don't just get heads every time you flip the darn thing sometimes we have discomfort sometimes we get into a situation that we don't want to be in but that's part of the whole thing called life. And when we can begin to embrace that as it is and not try to hide from it and just make everything, you know, no matter what you call a turd, it still smells. And so uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's no, way, there's no amount of perfume that's going to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Talking. Mr.'s talking turns. I think we have a new a new way of talking, describing our program here. But but I love what you bring up, Tori, because it, in New Thought Circles, the, the whole concept of spiritual bypass is easy to throw up a, a, a to throw a oh we don't do that, but we do. It's easy to deny that that's what's really happening. And yeah. yet I believe yeah. the New Thought movement is in that mo- in this moment right now facing that reckoning that too many people have gotten way too comfortable in their own little bubbles of isolation and we don't take this message this philosophy out to the world we sit around on our thumbs waiting for people to come to us we put up a banner we put out some nice little things that say life is all love and light and beautiful on the internet and expect people to come rushing to us when most people look at those things and say well that's bullshit (laughs) it's not all light and love and beautiful there are ugly things happening and there are people like George Santos out there and there are others that that aren't looking at 
how they can use this philosophy towards the betterment of others. And I think it's now is the time for new thought. And as far as I know, you have you were born and raised in this philosophy. So um, it's refreshing to hear you say it as well, that we have to stand in the truth and be willing to call out the bullshit if we're going to move forward as humanity, as a human race. Otherwise, we're just sitting in the eddy of of nothingness going around and around and around wondering why our lives keep getting worse and the other side keeps winning mm. yeah. well said. so that's a big thank you <laughs> thank you for saying <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah more people need to well, hear that it's a new year we can start fresh we can we can set those intentions and we can move forward in wholeness and begin to uh, to think and set intentions of wholeness dealing with both sides of the coin. <clears throat> That's my intention. My resolution for this year is to to build my window of tolerance and discomfort. That I realize there are a lot of ways, entertainment, a lot of a lot of things that I'll do to kind of save myself from myself, from having to feel, from having to sit, from having to be uncomfortable and. It's not serving me, and it's definitely not serving the world. No. Amen. For myself, I got a new calendar. Some notes from the universe. Thank you. <laughs> That's basically all I do for New Year's. Get a new calendar. I'm gonna go find yeah. it. Yeah. I like that. Somebody said they used they used to go to uh, they used to go to Times Square for New Year's Eve, but they kept dropping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one of the most miserable ideas hey do you want to go be cold around a lot of other people and not have easy access to a bathroom it'll be late like why, why? I, yeah i did it once i was in my 20s and that was enough yeah and now they oh, keep you corralled God. into into basically stock pens now the whole thing is set yeah. up in stock pens. You have to be in the pen in a in a block of people or outside walking somewhere. You can't just hang out in in Times Square anymore. You have to be uh, corralled. So. I heard that you can make it a posh <clears throat> exclusive experience by booking a, a restaurant, and it's expensive. I heard yesterday Applebee's Times Square six hundred dollars a person. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's before yeah. you order dinner. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that, I, that includes the salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, I lived in New York. I lived in New York for 15 years and I never once had the urge, like you said, Tori, to go down there and and you know, do the libations for New Year's and get there and say, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> and, and I've been standing here for, you know, I don't know how many hours now I'm going to lose my spot. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, somebody probably was selling the pins on the corner saying, Hey, get these before you go in that crowd. You might need it. <laughs> you got a dollar. I got a coin up. I got a dollar bill operated portage on. I, I, I want I want that contract with the city. Uh, look, I'll supply the portage odds. You just let me charge a dollar a piece. We'll be all good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right. We have gone way off the rails here, folks, but that's okay <laughs> because our time is almost up. Uh, this is Ministers Talking Shit on the New Thought Media Network. We thank you for being a part of what we're doing. Uh, please stay tuned with us today. We've got a great lineup for you. Uh, our normal programming is all up, and I will be back at 5 o'clock with my top good news stories of the year. Um, I mm. promise you, Tori, it will not be about uh, snowplow accidents. We will have the top good news stories of 2023 uh, for you later. That happens at 5 o'clock tonight. Before we go, though, I want to give our guests a final shout-out and a final chance of any final thoughts, anything that we didn't cover uh, that you want to make sure you had a chance to say today. Nope. 2023, drop the mic. Drop the mic. There we go. (laughs) Time is arbitrary, but enjoy your new year. Beautiful. Thank you. Folks, if you uh, need a last minute year end donation and tax deduction, please do consider New Thought Media Network in your giving. In your giving, uh, it goes a long, long way to make sure we can get this message out into the uh, out to the world and all across the planet. On behalf of myself, my co-host, Reverend Elzia, our dear friends, Reverend Bill and Tori, uh, we want to thank you for being with us. And we will be back again next week with more. Tori, Bill, I hope you'll come back and join us again. Not next week, but yes. Not next week, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm just going to say the two of you, um, uh, the two of you together have an open invitation. Thank you. Bill, I'll call you when I need help. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see you next year. See you next year. Thanks, folks. Take care. Have a great and safe holiday season. Bye now. Bye. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.